You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What's going on, FA Nation? John Impemba here with James Grande. Welcome back into the Quick Pitch MLB DFS Podcast and live stream recording here for Monday's six-game main slate starting at 6.40 over on DraftKings. It is Labor Day, James. We have some day baseball earlier on, but uh, DraftKings has designated the night slate to their featured slate. So that is what we will be breaking down. For those of you watching and you got some action going on in the early slate, please hit our Discord. We're in there. We'll answer your questions. We'll help you out with your lineup decisions there. So we're not abandoning you for the early slate, but all the coverage for today is going to be featured on this featured slate over on DraftKings. Yeah, an interesting one at that too, John. And six games also on FanDuel thrown in there as right. well. Both slates or both sites, you know. Actually giving us what we want. Actually giving us creating on a slate size six games. Should be a good one starting at six forty, so a little six forty Eastern, so a little earlier start time than gen than it generally is. But a lot of good West Coast weather here, John. We got four games and California, I think. Yeah, rain in California. With the rain that we had to deal with in, yeah. uh, in the you know, central U.S. this week. Uh, yeah, but not your typical slate of pitching, truthfully. Not any singular ace, I guess you can How classify. Dare you? How I guess you can, dare you? You can classify Brady Singer as an ace. I was going to say, Mr. Um, Blake Snell at home like that? <laughs> you, you can say Brady Singer is an ace. You know, if you want to say Tristan McKenzie has been one, he's been pretty good himself. Do you but, know what Martin you know? <laughs> Chris's record against the Houston Astros is this season? Uh, not good. <laughs> Decent. Martin Prez, the coming off a tough start against well, Houston. We knew eventually he was going yeah, to yeah. find some water there, but yeah, no, right now. Last couple it's, starts for him, horrid against Houston. Uh, Let's just get into it because, like you said, yeah, you know, there's yeah. just a lot. To, there's not a lot of gains, but there's also not a lot to talk about. So, <laughs> Tristan McKenzie's a top price starter. The guy's been great. Better at home than away. This is Kansas City. I faced him twice. Only nine total innings in those two starts, though. Five strikeouts, seven walks in nine innings. Not really like the greatest performance there but we know KC has been exploitable at times unless you're talking to our about our boy Nick Prado who <laughs> as well when we don't play him so you know <laughs> McKenzie though overall been a pretty decent starter and when you're looking at this slate he's the top price guy at ten thousand seven hundred dollars do you want to spend that me personally not really I mentioned Blake Snell an interesting dynamic with Snell we know that he's hit or miss up and down We've also talked about how at times this year, Arizona against lefties have been good. Yep. Carlos Rodon can't seem to get him out. Then they <laughs> go and face other lefties and they get shut down. So right. this will be Snell's first start against them. Snell at home this year actually has a worse ERA than he does on the road, which is, you know, flipped from what it was last year. But you do look at his most recent start in San Francisco, six shutout, eight strikeouts. You know, he's, you know, more recent outings against Cleveland and Washington. Eh. At Washington, 10 strikeouts, 6 shot innings. So what version of Blake Snell appears here today? That's for you to decide. He's the ultimate GPP play. You know, But again, Arizona has been a team that you can't exploit on the occasional slate here or there. Andrew Heaney might be an, a popular choice due to the strikeout upside that he brings to the table. Fantastic results of late. You look at his last 10, 70 strikeouts in 46 innings. That is a wild number. We've talked about San Francisco and you know how we've been able to go at them. He faced them once already, four innings. He had just one earned one allowed, seven strikeouts in that game. Pitch count, I think, got to him there a little bit. It was his first start, second start in the return to 74 pitches. So that's your top three guys on this slate, up over 9K. Is Heaney honestly the most attractive of that group? 
So I we need to know who's the starter. So Heaney um, is the starter, is what you're saying. Handel has Tyler Anderson listed. Anderson. That I would love Tyler Anderson then. Let's look at. So this is saying as of this tonight or yesterday evening, Heaney will start Monday against the Giants. Jack Harris of the Los Angeles Times reports. Okay. Okay. So they must have. And they must have. Did they just announce that? They announced that. Yes. Okay. So they announced that on Saturday. So I don't know why Fandles, you know, caught lacking a little Listen, bit. Listen, if John. Anderson's starting, I, that's fine. I'm in on Tyler Anderson too. We've liked pitching him right. this season. Tyler Anderson, if he ends up starting, MLB.com has Heaney. MLB.com okay. has Heaney. Anderson's well. 8900. If he was a go, also a lefty going up against a giant. So not much would really change. Obviously, Heaney's shown a lot more strikeout upside this year than Tyler Correct. Anderson. Either way, though, both of those guys are, would be fine for me. But Heaney, I think on a slate like this, that strikeout upside is just kind of hard to ignore. Yeah, it's definitely hard to ignore. The strikeouts have definitely been great. You know, the only thing we'll have to worry about is Andrew Heaney getting deep into games. The more strikeouts, the more pitches, the more likely it is he yeah. won't get past six innings. That's right. With Dave Roberts as his and, manager. And McCarsh, he did throw 91 at least, so... True, you know. true. Yeah, no, I'm not like... I, the pitch count's fine for me because he's still striking guys out. He's still getting through five innings, but uh, one labored inning with Dave Roberts, and you never know. Fandle has Martin Perez as their top price pitcher, John. I'm sure you will not be exploring a 10-6 Martin Perez over there. I won't uh, be. But I like all three of these top guys. Heaney's strikeout upside is definitely encouraging. Yeah, Giants 25% strikeout rate for the last month against left-handed pitching. That's a great That's great news. Even better than Arizona's. Arizona has been a worse offense against lefties. Since the All-Star break, San Francisco 12th in OPS. Arizona 27th, but sure. as you mentioned, 25% strikeout rate. Arizona 23.9. So on draft days, um, you have to play two. You can play them both. Yeah, you could. You could play them both. You um, legitimately get 20 plus strikeouts out of Snell and Heaney here. You could, and and this isn't to sell Mackenzie short either because he has been really good this year. Yeah, but you're 10-7 um, though. Just, but he's 10-7. I think that's and 10-6 on or 10-5 on Fandle. Like that's yeah. You mentioned Brady Singer. We've talked a lot about him. Obviously, last start not great against the White Sox, but he's been a guy that's been rolling along with some good strikeout numbers. Again, not counting last start, but a strikeout per inning for him. Right. We've talked about Cleveland's lineup. You know, there's some good guys in there, but, you know, they haven't really hit their ceiling since the early part of this year. You know, you could possibly go ahead and throw them, and you're looking at, you know, Heaney's singer rather has been a little bit better at home. You know, not great record against Cleveland this year, but... Right. Better form now than he was to start the year. His first start against Cleveland was bad. It was the first start of the year. Three innings, four earned. That was his first start of the year. He just faced them in July. Seven innings, three earned, five strikeouts. And that's in the midst of a 12-game stretch where he's had 10 starts of 15-plus DraftKings points. Right. So 10 of 12 starts of 15-plus DraftKings points, 8,700. Like, that's a super nice floor and we know kansas city's offense yes they have a few good players right like but since the trade deadline they're not striking out which they just don't they just haven't 28th in ops against right-handed pitching they're dead last in isolated power and they're 28th in woba so like not a good offense at all right now brady singer i think is a really good play all formats i really like it 87 i fangle 10 2 john He's one of four guys over 10K. I don't. Yeah, I would go the higher strikeout upside guys with Heaney or, or Snell there, especially Heaney on FanDuel on... where they don't hurt you. 
Oh, he needs what's he needs price? What do they got most? Uh, he's ninety four hundred. Yeah. That's a really good price. You kind of have to Bangle. go there because yeah. I guess you get hurt with Heaney with the unlikely. He does likely doesn't get. Quality. Yeah. But if he gets like ten strikeouts, then he kind of makes up for it there because you're not well, getting that... knocked for his walks or hits allowed. So true. Does that would that considering that would that put you maybe? I agree on Heaney ninety four on Fanduel's super appealing but would that also kind of make you more intrigued on singer 10-2 because if you look at the resume outside of that white Sox start yeah and the both the last two white the, his last two non-quality starts were both against the white Sox, and he has like 13 or 10 of, again same number as the same statistic i gave you 10 of 12 starts where he's gotten a quality start would yeah. that maybe interest you more it can, lean, it can like, lean that way do you what do you think they're are they gonna be? Are they favorites in this game against McKenzie in Cleveland? Probably not. Are they home? Who's home? They're home. They're home team. Are they favorites? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume they are. I'll pull it up right. I know Cleveland's not been good, so. They are. They are not the favorites. Cleveland one minus one thirty at yeah, home right. well, with minus, McKenzie on the Yeah, on the it's it's pretty close then. Minus one thirty is you know pretty yeah, close to even. Close to a pickup. Yeah. What's, close what's San Diego against Arizona? San Diego, Arizona, as my changes to the Florida State LSU game. Um, as we're, yeah, San Diego, not available. Not up yet. Okay, interesting. Andrew Heaney is the biggest favorite on the board as of as of right now. Five or six games are available. Yeah. Andrew Heaney, only one over minus, or over two. He's at 210. Yeah. He's a 210 favorite. Again, the lack of notice of quality stars at four points on FanDuel. But again, we're talking, you know, the strikeouts can make up for it. I think Snell could be the easy pivot off Heaney because he's got the same strikeout upside. He's got two quality starts over fair. the last four. So That's fair. In the mid-tier here for DraftKings, though, you got Oof. Lance Lynn coming off a really great start against Kansas City. Seven innings, one earned, eight strikeouts. You've been on Lynn for yep. the last handful of starts now. Price tag hasn't really caught up to him. His oh. overall numbers still look like trash because he got off to such a <laughs> bad start, right? Yeah. But these last four starts, how do, how do you argue with it? He's got a total of five earned yep. runs over his last 24 and two-thirds inning. In terms of strikeouts there, we're looking at like 29Ks during that stretch. A guy that's given you at least 18 DraftKings points in four straight. Yep. On the road against Seattle, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that matchup, but 7,900 for Lynn, the way he's rolling right now. If you're on two pitcher sites, like it's... We're, we don't want Logan Webb. We know that. No, from, uh, no. You know, this mid-tier run, it could be a Lance Lynn or it could be Jose Suarez against Detroit. Yeah, I think Lynn's going to garner a lot of ownership here considering the stretch he's in. Dude, this guy's just a good pitcher. Like, he's a good pitcher who started his season injured yep. and then came back and just wasn't pitching well. And no, he, he was pitching. No, doesn't even. His first set. Yeah, no, he's pitching busy. very bad. <laughs> yeah, busy. very bad. Like, very bad. I was ready to. I was ready to think his career might have been over. Um, Looking like I Dallas think... Keuchel out there. And, uh... Oh God, don't. That's. All right, yeah. Dallas got a DFA today. Don't worry, he'll get another job. He's, yeah. It's four times. This I year. hope so because we need him for our DFS success. <laughs> True. True. When Patrick Corbin's out there throwing one run ball. Yeah. You know. Look, the thing that we have to worry about here is the home run ball. That is all Seattle is doing right now. They're just hitting home runs against right-handed pitching. They are fourth in isolated power behind the Dodgers, Cardinals. Braves, like really good company. Yes, they're fifteenth. Woba, they're sixteenth. Like they're not doing anything but hitting home runs. Think about like Unigenio Suarez, like sub two hundred average over the last ten games, like five home runs. Julio Rodriguez hitting sub two hundred, hitting home runs. Like that's all Seattle. So if Lynn, who has been bit by the home run ball, 
can just allow the one home run that he's given up the last couple of games, we're fine. Yeah, yeah it's right hand pitching though. The last two weeks they haven't been very good. No, they haven't been good over the. This is and these numbers are since the All Star break. Yeah. So the last two weeks hitting 204, 296 woba, the, you know 194 ISO still. So home run power. It's just there. only dude. It's <laughs> they are only hitting home runs. 218 batting thing. average and balls in play. You know, like they're. Uh, we just need to worry about the home runs, which yeah. again. A little scary because he's allowed 16 home runs and 15 starts. <laughs> they have the like, number one ISO over the last two weeks while hitting 204. <laughs> so, I don't know. You're right. Just keep it in the park there, Lancey. You know, you're... you're I mean, hey, it's at least it's a big so. park. Seattle, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, if, this was in, if this was in Chicago, I would probably be more reserved because it's played so small this year. But it's not. that We have that to hang our hats on. Yeah, so I said, the other one I'd look at is Jose Suarez. Uh, against Detroit. Again, I touted Detroit against lefties this year. They've been hit or miss. I actually think they did pretty well the other day. I think Baez home. Candelario yep. had a couple RBIs. So, like, there are still guys in that lineup that, you know, historically their numbers are very good against lefties. They're just not good offense. So, uh, Suarez at home here against Detroit could be a really good spot for him. Got over six, got six innings last time. Pitch count, again, is, a, is something with him that we run into every now and then. You know, he got a 97 pitch pitches against Oakland during his two-hitter there. 82 pitches against Seattle. 87 pitches against the Yankees last time out. So, could be up and down, but he's 7K. We mentioned, we're not playing Logan Webb. I understand his last start. Five and two-thirds, no earned. Start before that against Detroit, just four two-thirds. Didn't give up any runs. Earned, give six total. But the guy has really just been shaky, right? Yeah. And I don't know. Against the Dodgers lineup, you're not going to... You don't want to th- throw that out there. If his walks prop is at one and a half again, though, hit the over. I think he's gonna, <laughs> guys, guy's been a wild problem. I'm shocked he has a sub three array. Shocked. He was off to a really good Absolutely start. Absolutely shocked. But the last like month, he's just really started to like fall off the cliff there a little bit. The Dodgers offense is just not the offense that you want to face when like you're not pitching all that. Yep. And he's not pitching all that. How do you approach Marco Gonzalez here? Because we know lefty, he's against White Sox, has been a matchup for us. But we've always talked about Marco sort of having the reverse splits. There was a point in time where this year that wasn't the case, and then right. it, like, recorrected itself. Where are we at right now? Is Marco Gonzalez back to Ugh. being better against righties than he is lefties, or is he tailing back off? Because he's got an ERA under four, so he's... I know, he's pitching... He's. I mean, he's pitching fine. He's just, an MLB number four starter. That's just correct. He is. Yeah, he is. He's a, there's a reason why he's on this team. And you know what's funny? I was thinking about it today, like... Stacking against Dylan Bundy. Like, this year, Dylan Bundy, like, stacking against Dylan Bundy is just, like, not profitable. And I feel like that's, like, what it is. And you would never believe that. And then you would look at Marco Gonzalez and you'd be like, it's probably profitable to stack against him. But it's just not. Like, he doesn't allow, like, many home runs, just seven over his last ten games. He hasn't, he's allowed one home run in his last five starts. So, right, hitting 281, if hit 15 of the 21 home runs off of him. He's kind of got even splits, though. Lefties... 263 with an 820 OPS. The OPS for lefties is actually higher than it is against righties. 780 OPS, but it feels like maybe this is the first time in a little bit where the numbers have been pretty close. Yeah. White Sox don't have any lefties, though. They have Gavin Sheets. That's their only lefty that they would even play. So, power-wise, you know, maybe we do go back to some of these, you know, Eloy Amedes, Jose Abreu, you know, bats here when we get to those positions. Because, again, Gonzalez here at 68. I'm not really interested in throwing him against Chicago. No. We're definitely not going to pitch Tyler 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 Alexander. I kept on trying to say Tyler Anderson. I was trying to fight my <laughs> own brain there for a second. Tyler Alexander, we're not going to pitch him. 
But then you mentioned we have two guys making their major league debuts. Yep. We have Hunter Brown coming up here. He had AAA. He had a 2.55 ERA with a 31.5% strikeout rate. Yeah, monster. He's running up against Texas. The Rangers had some trouble against Brian Bayo on Saturday. And then Josh Winkowski, after <laughs> a tough first inning, kind of settled down and held them down. You know, Hunter Brown at 5,200 on a small slate, given the strikeout potential maybe you know there's still some good bats in texas we love nathaniel Lowe. you know Simeon's kind of getting hot a little bit seager so they definitely have some guys that can do some damage but brown is a big strikeout guy down at the minors and then ryan nelson righty coming up from triple a making his major league debut here as well going up against san diego not a probably not a great matchup for him 5k for him any interest in either youngster here so the nelson thing is scary for him he's been a fly ball pitcher in the minor leagues. He's allowed 25 home runs this year, John, at AAA. So I will not be going there. 40% fly ball rate this year at AAA, just not great. Just 36% on the ground. Like, everything's going to be hit in the air. Hard not to like Brown, just given the strikeout upside. And I think he would be the more appealing option of the two. He definitely, like, he has the better spot when both offenses are at their best like san diego obviously has juan soto nelson against lefties specifically john this year in triple a 844 ops 496 slug like it's you know it's going to be a tough spot for him so i think brown is fine i think he's the spend down punt okay over nelson works for me all right go to catcher we got will smith wd smith against logan webb here at 56 expensive uh salvi and melendez against mckenzie here is a bit expensive as well you can go there obviously salvi and, and smith have big power this isn't bad with Elmer ball either but tougher matchups for those two i think against mckenzie vasquez as we've talked about starting to come down a little bit he did have that super hot streak there a little bit last week but he is better generally against lefties he has the martin and perez matchup kelly as we've talked a lot about you know goes up against snell we generally have played him against lefties numbers on him are back on the rise 320 with an 840 ops the last 10 mid-tier at 3500 so if you're not playing Snell, maybe that's a route for you. I still tied up Akas against lefties. He has Suarez at 33. Uh, any other uh, catchers for you? This tier, I think the tier literally from... I hope Sebi plays, truthfully. Just give me Sebi at 25 and let me move on. Yeah, so I like him. I think the tier from Grandal... So I was going to say, I like the catcher in that game, whoever it is, whether sure. it's Grandal or... Like, from Cal Raleigh to Grandal, I think are all in play. Like, Raleigh has nothing but power. Right, so we can get a home run off Lance Lynn because that's all Lance Lynn does give up home runs. Jonah Heim against the rookie making his debut. I know he's been a corpse of himself. Yeah, he has been 69 batting average, still hitting fifth. We mentioned Carson Kelly heating up. Ever since Jonah Heim was the only guy to home run off Otani when we like played him that day or whatever it was, he hit two. I think he hit two. Like it was like the second slate of the year or something like that. We're like, what is a Jonah Heim? Kelly, we you know you mentioned Eric Haas. I do have some interest in Austin Nola if you're playing a full Padres stack. And then Grandal has been slightly better. And you mentioned it. Like, Marco Gonzalez against righties hasn't been the greatest. So, sure. all those guys plus Sebi, and I think you have your catcher spot. Yep, I'm with you there. I mentioned Haas. I don't know. Tucker Barnhart. Yeah, I didn't mean to skip, I didn't mean to skip him. Uh, I'm just going down player. to if Tucker Barnhart starts too, you could maybe take a shot at that. Yeah, I didn't mean to no, better. I didn't mean to. I agree with you on the Haas. Front. No, you mentioned Haas. You didn't okay. skip him. I was just saying, like, okay. if Haas doesn't start, 
Tucker Barnhart's a little bit cheaper. Homer okay. the other day, you know, could be a spot. First base, you got Otani here against Alexander. Again, 6400 He's just super expensive. Do you, think that his pri- do you think he's priced that way because, like, the algorithm can't figure out how to, like... No, I think he's priced that way because he has 30 home runs and 20 stolen bases. Or I guess he's got 11 stolen bases because he's got... 30 home runs and 11 stolen bases. I think that's why okay, he's priced I just, that way. Okay. Just, why is Aaron Judge priced the way he is? Because he's well, hit lead off, leading well, off in home runs. So like, well, you know. Okay, that's fair. Tiny led the league with home runs last year. Okay, that's like, fair. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's fair. You know what? That's your that's fair. He's just like, he's unbelievable. Freeman and Cash at 57. Yep. I don't ever really play a lot of Freddie Freeman. Do you? Like, I almost never play Freddie Freeman. For no reason. I do. I play him, but like, I think we both... I, there's Dude, no like, like the home runs aren't there. There's yeah, the a, home runs aren't there. And, like, the last at the, he homered. He homered. Just go to trade Turner or Mookie. It's just like yeah. go to if you can't really spend up on all of them, so you just end up getting Mookie. Well, and just you end look up getting at the gaps. He has two home runs since July 23rd. I would say of like he is one of the few people in baseball that could probably break a slate without hitting a home run. He has 43 doubles. I know. That is, like, absurd. 43 But when you talk about guys who get, like, weird price downs and you're, like... True. Like, True. He's, he's never... He just doesn't get it, but he... He's, no, he doesn't. You know. He's 7, seven for 15 off Logan Webb, yeah. for what it's worth. Maybe no home runs. runs. Maybe he owns No home runs. No home runs, though. Yeah, no home runs, yeah. He's like the Alex Verdugo of 5,700, right? Like... Yeah, a yeah. bunch of doubles, you know. Abreu at 44 again, I'm in. He's no longer yeah. hitting 500, but even then, you look at his recent games. Like, when was the last time... It's been a week since he's had didn't get a hit, you know. Like why? Like look at the numbers for Jose Abreu, and then look at them for Freddie Freeman, and tell me why there's a fifty a seventeen hundred dollar price difference. One's on a really good team, and one's managed by Tony Russo. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like there's not a ton of like I get there's twenty RBIs, but like you know, I'm just we saying. BVP only six at bats. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Not, not the best. But... Uh, you mentioned power. Ty France four home runs last ten games. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, he's been on fire. Our bo- listen. We love Ty France, right? We've been in on him a lot. He just was hurt. He came back, and he wasn't the same guy, but now he is. Uh, you know, this could be a little dangerous there. Nathaniel Lowe, yes, please. I said today the only thing I was discouraged about playing Tristan Cassis was that I couldn't continue to play Nathaniel Lowe, you know? And then Lowe had to hit in the run, or scored early. Cassis had a seeing-eye infield single for his debut today, but I'm happy they finally yeah. put him over 4K. I might be just going here anyways. He's at least in A lineup. He's just been too good right now. Yeah, he's a lock. He's a lock in cash games, yeah, for sure. And you can probably play him in all your tournament lineups as well. If Don't you want. look now. Christian Walker's hot, three thirty-three, nine fourteen OPS last ten. Righty lefty matchup here. Does he have any BVP against Snell? He probably does. He is zero for twelve. Oh, how many strikeouts? I do not see that, but okay. he's zero for twelve <laughs> off Blake Snell. Probably not a good a strikeout ratio. He strikes out a lot, but we talk about this guy a lot. Thirty-one home runs, you know, just he's actually been. Honestly, Christian Walker's kind of hasn't struck out a lot this year. 99 strikeouts in 131 games. There was a time where he had like a 30% strikeout rate, but... I feel like that's a pretty good ratio, though. 99 strikeouts in just 131 games? I'll I'll tell you what his strikeout rate is. It's probably under 25% now. Let's see. Christian Walker... 18. Wow. 18% carry. This is a career low. Yeah. You know what? I'm not even being fair to this, man. 23% last year. He's having a monster... He's having an absolutely monster year. You know what's killing him is the batting average on balls in play. It's 229. Yeah. The last, last three years, Christian Walker batting average on balls in play 312, 317, 307. This year, it's 229. 
Christian Walker might be an MVP. He just can't keep just his <laughs> horrible batted ball luck. You know. Imagine he just has last year's like we don't even peak. We don't even do like the 2020 bad. Dude, his ISO is 247. Like, yeah, I know. No, he's having a he's having a great year. Yeah, you give him a, a 300 year. batting average in Boston play, he's probably hitting 270. Expected slug 508. This yeah, expected, what's his expected Woba, batting average? We have an expected two, batting average. 258. 258. I'll take that. 24 points higher. Yeah. Listen. Yes. How many runs higher? How many RBIs higher? How many? You know, there's a lot of hits. A lot of. A lot. So 4K Christian Walker and GBP is against Blake Snell. I think we're in. Andrew Vaughn against the lefty at 38. We've been sure. we've enjoyed that. He's actually been worse against lefties this year. Which when is, did that uh, happen? He was killing them earlier. He's hitting like 400. Yeah. He's. I I take it back. I take it back. No power, though. Only one home run against lefties. So what's his average? I uh, Very good. 340. Okay, I thought, I was going to say, I thought he was like 400 against lefties. No, no, he is. 340. Okay, but he's just doubles. Just no Yeah, just one, home, one of his home runs. Crazy. Prado's at 27. You've liked this Mark Mathias cat. Hasn't he's really okay. done much of late, but... Okay, he's fine. Like 2600. Very lately hasn't done anything. Before that, he was crushing. Sure. So if he's in the lineup... You know, in the lineup, there's a rookie on the mound. You know, I, I don't hate it. All right, but, but I think that's probably it. Anybody else for you? No. Yeah, not really for me either. Unless you're in on San Francisco bats, I guess. No. I mean, like, you uh, you know, you can because Heaney gives up a lot of fly balls. Yeah. That's the only, that's your only thing that you can hang your hat on if you're playing San Fran. Heaney gives up a lot of fly balls, and San Fran does have some powerful yep. Second base, Altuve is at 57 against Perez. He's, and he's been nuts. Yeah, he's, he's hitting 425 out of 1,200 OPS. And he just crushes left. He just, yep. He's like he's home. one of he, those. He's home, too, so he gets that short wall. So He know. has a 52 at-bat sample against Martin Perez. Never homered, but 288 average is pretty good. Yeah. What's our uh, be prepared for my man CD BVP question? Because okay. you know, lefty in, in Houston. Yep, uh, Jimenez against Singer. You know, Again, I've been a sneaky Jimenez player this year. Just nobody else plays him. Not great numbers of late kind of expensive but i imagine again it will come in under five percent so yep uh, at that price it will for yeah, sure at that price for sure Marte 4600 against snell against lefties we tend to play that spot for him you mentioned the arizona rookie has struggled chronoworth 3900 yep. i like that a lot i like chronoworth a lot yeah, on a spot. six game slate he's probably worth the dark throw there struggles mm-hmm. of late but you know fletcher at 31 if you want to spend down like i like him in all formats he's going to lead off against alexander angels maybe sneaky angel stack here john I don't even know if they're going to be sneaky on a three on a six game slate. Uh, Fletcher thirty one. You can play him at multiple positions. You can play Rengifo. Oh, so we're definitely going to play. We're going to talk about Rengifo in like two minutes. Like, dude, gonna... he rakes against left handed yeah. pitching. Yep. Alexander's trash too. So like, yeah. What's uh? We got righty splits against Alexander. Yeah, righties are hitting two two eighty six. Okay. Eight ten OPS three forty seven Woba. Okay. Yes, please. That. I don't really see much else though at second base under Fletcher. I play Chris Taylor 24 or 34. Okay. So slightly above Fletcher. So if you're Roman Gonzalez the other day had a home run. Yeah, okay. 26. If we're going against lefties, Willie Castro, he homered the other day too. So if you want that, that weird Detroit stat. Yeah. We have been, we have mentioned too many Tigers against lefties throughout this podcast i know candelario's 3k too you know candelario 786 ops last 10 he's eating up two homers we're, we're back in all right third base bobby witt is your most expensive third base yeah, at 6200 uh, that seems a little off but we know he hits righties for powers he's more expensive than ramirez more expensive than machado more expensive than suarez more expensive than bregman 
seems strong on every level. Macho Man at 59 if you want to go against the, the Arizona rookie. Yep. And then uh, yep. I know we've been playing Brendan against righties, but he's been so good. Would you just ride him against Perez here? Yeah. If you're stacking... You can't stack Houston without playing him, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. If you're stacking mistake. Houston, you're just playing right yeah. Turner's been good lately. Dude, Very so good. good. So good. Yeah. And we finally got the home run. Like during that whole stretch, it's like the Freddie Freeman thing. Like yeah. he wasn't homering, and then he did, and it's like, oh, yeah, he's still that dude. We're gonna look up at the end of the year, and Justin Turner's gonna hit 290, even at 38 years old. So yeah, I'm perfectly yeah, fine. You now. mentioned Rengifo here. You know, again, if you're looking for that mid-tier option against a lefty, he just the power. It feels like we we mention him, but then we don't play him, and then we look at the box score, and it's like, oh, of course he homered. Like yeah. we. Yeah, we, seven, seven of 11 home runs against lefties. Yeah, he's hitting 319 with a 9-0-1 against left-handed pitching. The problem with us is that we love the third base position too much to ever really spend yep. in the mid-tier. So yep. we're always like, oh, we're locking in Bregman, or oh, we're playing Riley tonight, or whatever, Devers. We never play the mid-tier. And that's yep. where Rangifo sits. Longoria, obviously, against lefties. That, you know, we know the history, history with him. Power-wise has always been there. I know this year he's been a little bit down. Candelario's at 3K. Anybody else? For you, what's this? War not Creedler's not doing it. John, to your Longo point, yeah, uh, we have had a resurgence. Hitting 310, six home runs, 395 Woba against lefties. Okay, early this year he wasn't hit much. So he was he's good. He's been good lately. You know that could be a big reason why. Yeah, yeah, 310, thousand OPS, two homers for him. So I'm with you. Dur- you know, contrarian stack because I think we're all going to be playing Antini or playing Heaney most likely. Yep. So. Probably contrarian to play Emmanuel Rivera too, thirty-one. But yeah. he hits left. He's been hitting lefties very well. Sure. Rivera, Arizona, there, two fifty-seven, thirty-three, last ten. Does have eleven bombs on the year, so with you. Shortstop, we mentioned Britt, multi-position eligibility there at sixty-two. Trey Turner, sixty-one. Seager's at fifty-eight. That's in Rosario. Not really gonna pay that for Rosario, but t- no those shot. are your guys over five K. Just Turner and Seager. Okay. But I don't think either are like locks. Yeah. The only thing is. It's a it's a weaker position. I, I might just play Baez for the home run. Yeah, it's the Baez against lefties. Still hitting lefties. I think Fletcher, you can slide over to short. And then Elvis Andrews still leading off gets a lefty. Yeah. And he's been good, dude. Like, he's been really good for the White Sox. What is this? Hits in eight straight games with, like, five multi-hit games? Yeah. Leading off? Some power, too? Like, I'm with you on Baez, 41. But if you're not playing Baez... Alexander's 2,800. Baez, 308, 841 OPS against lefties this season. You mentioned Elvis Andrews since the trade, or since his release and signing with the White Sox. 14 games. He's hitting 276, 725 OPS. But he does have the two home runs. So, Just over uh, his last five games. Just yeah. over the last five games, too. Yep. And I'd like to know what, I mean, it's just been a, weird thing to see but what his numbers are at the leadoff spot because he's been really good for the white Sox, hitting 333 at the leadoff hole so it's only a four game sample but you know what they're gonna keep rolling him out and he's gonna keep hitting 2800 is a really good price no arguments for sure we said we mentioned you know 2800 you can get wit you can be able to get in you know jimenez not with a brayu jimenez and things like that into that stack i don't hate it i think it could be done depending on how your lineup construction goes there what's velasquez hmm. he's free yeah, 2,300. You're looking at the split? Yeah. What he's better at? He's a switch hitter, so. Yeah, he is... He's not doing great. 237. Yeah, Power has got eight homers on the year. I know he was kind of a little hot for 
short spurt, so. Only one against Southpaws. All right, outfield then. Betts at 65, Otani 64. You mentioned at first base. Rodriguez homer today at 63. Yeah, Jordan versus lefty. You got Soto. Like, where are you? Where's our spend-up spots here? I think Soto's my number one. I know he's been bad. He's really been bad for, like, most of the year, right? Like, the... he, he popped up for a little bit, and then he's just, like, you know, it hasn't been a good year for him. He was... So the numbers in Washington, he was super unlucky. And this expected numbers are still pretty crazy when you look. 385 Woba on the year, expected 413 Woba. His expected batting average is 272. But that's even not really great for him. Yeah, but that's 30 30 points higher than, you know, 521 expected slug. I agree that... There, this has been a very just 245 BAPIP, John. Yeah. Like the walk rate's the same. The K rate's even down from years past. His ISO is higher than it was last year. I agree that the average has been bad, but I think this is a spot against a guy giving up a lot of home runs that Soto can break out of it. I like Mookie Betts. Obviously, he's been just lighting baseballs on fire. Six homers um, last 10. Homer, yeah. yeah Mookie's- I, and I guess the J Rod thing is like, Home run dependent, right? Yep. Because Lance Lynn's given up a lot of home runs. We know Jarrod hits home runs. Yep. And then Mike Trout probably tops the list. Yeah, what I mean, are, he's are, right there with Soto. Yeah, for Trout's on fire again. And you know, pair him up with a stack like we've talked about. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, mid-tier options here. You know, Eloy's at 42. You mentioned home runs for Seattle. Guys like Winker, you know, are I mean, Hanniger has been better against righties and lefties this year. Mancini, though. Where do we, uh, where's your BVP at for Mancini against Perez? Do we have it? Yeah, he is 6 for 16. Okay. So 375 average. No home runs. Nobody, fun fact, John, nobody in Houston's projected lineup tomorrow has homered off Martin Perez. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Mancini hasn't been great, you know, of late. Like, he got out to a hot start, but 170 his last 10 does have two homers. But, you know, we know this ballpark's a little bit more conducive to him. Yep. That, you know, 3,900, I'm a big fan of that still. What other guys are you looking at here? This, after we get through that top list, you know, the middle tier only has a few for me. In the mid tier, I don't really have much to add, to be honest. I would, I can't even go Bellinger anymore. Yeah, Gallus um, off the map. I guess yeah, Paul. Ga- Pollock yeah, Pollock. So I don't know if he's going to lead off. I, okay. I still think it's going to oh, yeah, be Elvis. Yeah, I think Pollock is going to hit in the really good spot, like fifth. I think he hit fifth the last time they faced a lefty. So that's fine, and he's crushing lefties. So I would go there. Um, McCarthy homered again today, John. Just, you know, throwing that out there. I know. He doesn't um, even matter if it's lefties anymore. He's just a really good player. <laughs> yeah, he's just a really good player. 3,200 still. <laughs> Dude, there's. If there, now we're getting power on the board, like. Forget it. Like the dude's driving in runs. He's scoring runs. He's hitting for power. I don't. It doesn't matter. Righty lefty. I'd play McCarthy. Grisham. I know he's been a corpse, but lefties against a Nelson it has been a thing. And then dude Taylor Ward, slowly coming around, has been good all year against lefties. I know he was like off to that otherworldly start to, to begin the year, yeah. and like his numbers were better than like both Trout and Otani at that point. Starting to get a little bit of life, and he's been good against lefties too. Complete your angel stack. I don't hate Taylor Ward 30. Okay. What are your thoughts on Stone Garrett? Yeah, man. Interesting. Like, everyone's so excited about Corbin Carroll, Corbin Carroll, and then Stone Garrett's kind of been better. Yeah. I know it's a very small sample size. Very for small sample size. But Stone Garrett's given us the home runs. So, gets, he gets the split advantage. I think almost guarantee he's in the lineup because when you look at the rest of Varsho lefty, McCarthy lefty, Thomas lefty, 
Carroll lefty. Yeah. Garrett's the only righty of those five outfielders. Yeah. Listen, there's bad versions of Blake Snell all the time. I definitely don't hate. I, was, I think maybe my last value dart throw there would be Joe Adele if he finds his way into a lineup against lefty. Sure. Um, complete the stack. Not some, as a one-off, but Yeah, not as stack. a one-off. Complete the stack. Some power's been there of late. You know, this dude hits in the minors, right? Like, yeah. he just he yeah. hasn't figured out yet at the major league level. You know, may, maybe something to pay attention to there a little bit. So, he had three home runs during the month of August. You know, limited sample size of playing. I got no other else. Anybody else for you? I'm looking. Like, I'm looking. It's six games, so there's only so many options. There's, like, like if you're playing a Rangers stack, the Odys, but he's been, you know... Yeah. Michael Taylor has been great lately, but how much exposure do we want against Tristan McKenzie? But I, he has been great. You know, there's no denying that. Yeah, he's um, been a good, but he hasn't been shut out good. Lately. Yeah, he hasn't been. Yeah, he hasn't been unhittable. And he's given up Ro- six home runs his last six starts. It looks like that's Two, interesting. Four, six home runs over his last seven starts. Well, so. Taylor has three home runs over his last six games. Yeah. Four five multi-hit games over his last seven though. again like That's we're not you're just saying if you're trying to get different on a six game slate you can maybe go kansas city you know yep yeah uh, so. all right home run call i'm gonna go mike trout going to mike trout uh, yeah I, I think that i'm the more we talked about the angels in this slate the more i well you're tyler, dude tyler alexander this year we talked about strikeouts being the angels achilles heel right yeah take a guess what tyler alexander's strikeout rate is this season 17 percent lower 14%. Lower. I got nothing. Go ahead. 12.8%. So if he's, dude, if he's not missing bats against a team that misses, like, just can't hit the baseball at times, you know, we're 40% fly ball rate, too, for Tyler yeah. Alexander. Give me, give me my trout here. Yep, I'm with you there. I ain't going to go with, dude, you're going to go trout. I'm going to go dang, Jose Abreu. Sure. Okay. We'll go Abreu. We'll go Abreu. All right, let's go with our pitching here. We're going to build our lineup. Are we locking in Heaney? Yeah, we're going to go Heaney. I would – my my vote is probably Heaney, Lance, Lynn. Okay. But I, that's that feels too chalky. Okay. I think Lance Lynn's going to be super chalk. If we go Heaney, Brown. Heaney – that's interesting. We'll be able to spend up for whoever we want. I want – and Mike Trout is number one. I think, like, right. Trout and – let's – Wanna, let's try that. Let's okay. try that. Well, Heaney Brown will stick in Trout. Renjifo, I imagine, then? Or are we going to yeah. go one-off you, Trout? No, I think Renjifo. You want to roll him at second to start? Sure. So we have the potential exposure at third that we like? Okay. So we'll do Renjifo at second, as soon as my eyes can adjust to him there. We obviously <laughs> have to play Otani, then, right? Do we play him at um, Outfield or first? Do you you have Jose Abreu as your home run call? So we're probably playing Abreu, right? We could. We don't have to. I think he's yeah. Let's play Abreu. He's dude. If you're, you know, you're calling him as a home run. He's been super like incredibly consistent. Do we we play Otani though, right? Like we're yeah. Do you want to play? Yeah, let's play Otani in the outfield. Thirty so thirty seven seventy five with Abreu Otani. Find a punt catcher. Haas maybe thirty three. Yeah, I like Eric Haas against lefties. I think that's a play. And we have and you already mentioned it if. I think Grandal is one, and then Barnhart and Sevy. We have three catchers that we could go down. To I would play Sevy if he's if he's active because he's two K. It's just we don't. We just no, we can't fit that in quite at the moment. 
3,900. Shortstop, do we play Baez or do we go Fletcher and just do a four-man? Baez obviously has the home run. I think it's – I would throw Andrews into that mix too, depending on oh, how yeah, much no, money I like, we – You know, because we have a Abreu. Let's do Andrews. Do a mini stack there with yeah. the White Sox. Yeah. 4,500. So here's – we have a couple options because if we want to do a three-man White Sox, you could do like Pollock, you could do Vaughn, and then it gives you a lot of money for third. Do you play Machado? That would mean Pollock, I think. No, you still can't even get Machado with Pollock. Yeah. So it would have to be lower than Pollock. You can get Bregman. Bregman, Bregman and Pollock. As a one-off. As a one-off. You do Bregman, Pollock. Is Vaughn 38? Yes, or 200 off Vaughn. Obviously, Pitch. if it would depend on what kind of stack you'd want to do, I don't think we'd want 4-4. Four, four. That's not something I'm against. That's Bregman's our one-off anyway, so... I was going to say, if Sebi gets in there, you know, that's $1,300 more. We could, we'd have 47 for an outfield. You know, we could more. go up to Machado like we wanted to right. and play Eloy, you know. So that's where I would rather have... Jimenez has not been... He's the one who has not been good against lefties. Okay. He's hitting... He just has one home, one of his home runs against lefties. He's been fine, 283, but just the 318 Woba. Sure. Where Vaughn and Pollock... Like, Pollock has nine home runs yeah. against lefties, 10 on the year. So nine of his 10, 411 Woba. Like, all his power is against lefties. And then, I said it earlier, like you said, Vaughn hitting 340. So I would rather those two over Jimenez, personally. If you wanted to get to Machado, be, I think... It would be a four-stack White Sox, but we go with Grandal or the or Zavala. That's. I'm trying to think. Would we? My only thing with full stacking the White Sox is like they let us down all the time. Yeah, and Marco could shut them just... down. <laughs> he's not bad. He's one not... home one home run over his last five games. Like, yeah. sure, he could get hit. That's not like, you know, five earned nine hits against Texas, six earned nine runs against the Yankees. I like. There's plenty of samples where he's like hasn't been good. It's just White Sox do. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like where we go. Uh, that's a problem, right? Like we have to figure out uh, a pitcher to t- to attack here. What if I like San Diego? So I have an idea. Would you move Rangifo to third? That's exactly my idea. That was exactly what I was thinking, dude. Because I'm thinking of like wait, we don't have any Padres. I don't know if that's like a big deal to you, but I like the Padres. I don't know if you have the same feeling as I do. I'm okay with Cronenworth, just, but I don't. We play. Yeah, you don't want to get to Soto. So, I think you're. So up. like, I, like, so if we go to Soto, then we're definitely in hopes of a Barnhart and or Sebi start. Yeah. yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have right? to. Because otherwise, there's no real other catcher down here that no. we're playing. Yeah, it's the only only ones. I agree. So we can't really do that. We could do. This is 33. We got 3,300 outfielder. We could play. We're not playing Snell. If you like McCarthy, we could do Altuve as a one-off at second. Yeah. Dude, I just. Yep, that's exactly what I built. Exactly what I built. I uh, did the Altuve. Dude, I mean, you want a four-man LA? Taylor Ward fits into that spot. Mm-hmm. Rangifo, Trout, Otani, Ward. I mean, what are your like? Let's let's just go over this real quick. Sure. Tyler Alexander since the break, 502 ERA, seven of his 11 home runs, 476 Woba. Since the break, 1.67 home runs per nine. The strikeout rate is actually lower than his season average, 12.1. 
The XFIP is bad, and the fly balls are even elevated, 42 and a half. Like, there's 40% hard hit rate. Dude, let's just... Look, our Red Sox five-man worked. Let's roll four-man. Let's run four-man Houston. Okay. Or Angels. Four-man Angels. I'm trying to see how my brain is running at the moment here. And we have Altuve. So we have Altuve as a one-off with Haas as a one-off. And then the mini Abreu-Andrus stack. Yeah, I'm just playing around. I took out Abreu and put Otani at first. That gives okay. us 4600 for an outfielder. There's really nobody in that range, but... We didn't like it. We just... Yeah, we didn't care for it. It's... That looks like it comes down to Abreu versus Eloy. Here's... So, I guess... Here's... If we moved Otani to first, we could play Mancini with Altuve. Mm -hmm. It's not a real connection, because Altuve hits, like, first or second, and Mancini hits, what, sixth in that lineup? And then Vaughn with Andrus. You could do Vaughn with Andrus. What if we did... What if we moved Renjifo back to second, right? Yep. Put Machado in at third, 4,400 oh. for an outfielder. Profar? Do you like Profar? I have. So what, how much do you want to play the White Sox? I don't really care to play the White Sox. I guess, like, because I, I don't can... mind them. It's a small slate. I think they have some good bats. We mentioned that Marco this year, righties actually have been a little bit better power-wise, but I'm not in love with them, you know? Because if we... So we do what you said. But we I'm move still, Otani, I, I just think Andrews at 2,800 is just a good value at short. Yeah, no, great value. Great value. Because what I did was when we moved Otani to first, yeah. I then removed both outfield spots, and we had 3,750 left with Machado at third, and I went Vaughn Pollock. Okay, so you have Trout, Otani, Rengifo... Trout, Otani, Rangifo, yeah. three-piece nugget with the White Sox, Andres, Vaughn, Pollock, and then one-off Machado, one-off Eric Haas. I kind of want to go four-man LA, though. Okay, I do too. I, so if you want, Joe Adele is also an option at 2300 Would you play Adele over Ward? No, but I was just but, but I was trying to open the, it. To save the money, right? Yeah, I was just seeing what the salary would be. I, it's a tier that, again— 5200 for an outfielder— it, do, I don't think we like this tier. I think, like, we're, we feel more comfortable. So, yeah. like, if we went Ward 31, we have 44. Well, is, where are we with Profar versus righties this year? Is he a better versus lefties or righties? Profar is hitting 241 against righties, but 329 Woba. Let's check the ISO. He's been pretty good against these. 329 Woba, 11 home runs, so... Like, would you do a pro far Machado against this rookie that you say like that. Is, uh... Yeah, 25 home runs in AAA. Right. It's a lot of, it's a lot of power. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Right, so they're leading game... off. They're leading off. Did hit a home run two games ago. Maybe some signs of life. Two multi-hit games in his last four. Right? Like, yeah. there's something cooking there. Yeah. Something little. Who knows? And then, like, obviously, if, you know, if, we need to pivot down. Like I said, if you need more money, if you're not comfortable with that, you know, if Sebi starts at 25, like I'd be fine spending down and saving some money on catcher. You know, we don't really have any money to go up. I think maybe in like a perfect world, Haas or Kelly against Haas against Alexander against Suarez, Kelly against Snell. Kelly's probably shown more upside, but it's a tougher matchup. Yeah. 
I agree. I wish we had a little bit more money to get the Cal rally, but we don't. Again, we have the option to even go down. Like we can go Grandal if we wanted to go. Sure. But that doesn't really get money. that doesn't really get us anywhere. It though. doesn't get us anything though. Right. All right. I'm gonna stick with this then. We're gonna go. We're gonna roll Heaney and Hunter Brown. Right. Hunter Brown. Yeah. Heaney and Hunter Brown at pitcher. Eric Haas, Shohei Otani at catcher and first base. Renjifo and Machado second and third base. Elvis Andrews at short. Mike Trout, Taylor Ward, and Jerkson Profar is the lineup that I'm going to be running out here. Our lineups have been pretty good, James. Yeah. We've done pretty well. We said the last time we did this video, we did the five-man on my birthday for, for the Red Sox. That lineup cashed. Connor Wong, my boy, homered for us there at, <laughs> at like 4%. Yep. Newt Bar homered for us at $3,100. And the five-man Red Sox stack came in, in a cashing format for us here. Yep. Let's see if we can keep the hot streak going with the video lineups. We, I find that we've actually had more success when the lineup we've made hasn't had to be altered due to guys being out of the lineup. <laughs> you know, when guys are out of the lineup, we have to change up our thought process, and then once that happens, the lineup ends up looking like nothing like we wanted to play. You know, So let's, uh, let's hope everybody's in the lineup, and we'll stay happy with it. But that's where we're going to run. James, again, week one of the NFL season is we're here. Uh, today. We're here. Right? We're here. here. Yeah. Season starts Thursday, as you'll see at the bottom of our little graphic here. 50% off all pro access. That is through the first six months of our month-to-month -month package. Use code NFL50, and you basically get the first six months for about 20 bucks. And it covers not only the entire NFL season, it runs through the college football DFS, the rest of the MLB season, about till the all-star break for the NBA season, probably till the all-star break of the NHL season. All the NASCAR, PGA, the winter swing's going to start up soon. You name it, we're covering it. Esports, MMA, it's all covered in this all-pro package there, which you'll save 50% off with promo code NFL50. It's in the description of the podcast and of the live stream that you're watching here. You go to fantasyalarm.com slash all pro and take advantage of that now. My gut feeling is after week one, that promo may be gone. Yep. Make sure you jump on it now. And probably the best part of everything, not only do you get access to all of our DFS playbook content, you get access to our premium Discord channel as well, where we're in there all day, answering your questions, helping you out, start lineup questions, start sit, DFS, seasonal and dfs on sunday for week one myself and andrew cooper will be in there in the discord on live stream answering your start sick questions live hard to do better than that getting the advice of us during the nfl season week three last year we had a millionaire winner millionaire mike he's in our discord he'll tell you about it ask him he'll mention it uh, he won the five dollar FanDuel million contest in week three last year so we know what we're doing we'll be in there to help you guys have another successful season not just in the nfl but all sports as well. So you got to take advantage of it. Fantasylarm.com slash all pro promo code NFL 50 at checkout there. 50% off the first six months. James, man, hope you have a good Labor Day. Any final thoughts for the people at home? No, again, just what everything that John just reiterated, football season is upon us. So take advantage of everything we have at Fantasy Alarm now and throughout the whole season and anything baseball related. We're still around 24 seven and, you know, just get in the Discord and ask questions. Item construction, stacks, weather, whatever. We have a weather center. Whatever yeah. you need, we're there for you. All right, amen to that. So, all right, guys. Good luck. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.